0: From the Museum of Science, Boston, this is Pulsar, a podcast where we answer questions from you, our audience. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. We have received many questions about how scientists are working on treatments for COVID-19, and so our guest today is Dr. Fiona Garner, the Director of Immuno-Oncology Clinical Development and Translational Medicine at Partner Therapeutics. Dr. Garner, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for talking to me. So why don't
0: we start with your background and how you pivoted to working on COVID-19 in the last few months?
1: So I'm a clinical scientist at a company called Partner Therapeutics. And what I do is I'm essentially a scientist that's focused on clinical studies. So that's testing medicines in people. My background is I have a PhD in cancer biology and I've spent most of my career working on new cancer drugs and running clinical trials to work out which cancer patients are benefiting from these drugs and to really try and understand how it's working in those patients. So at Partner Therapeutics, we have a drug called Leukine, which is a cytokine called GM-CSF. And a cytokine is a protein that is naturally produced by your body to signal and regulate your immune cells. GM-CSF is an important cytokine that our body needs to regulate your innate immune cells. These are the white blood cells. You can think about them as the sort of first responders when you get an infection. And GM-CSF plays a really important role in regulating these white blood cells. Now, the drug Leukine is actually a man-made version of GM-CSF, and it was approved many years ago by the FDA to help certain cancer patients recover after a transplant. So before the current pandemic, I was working on a project to see if we could combine this drug leukine, with another cancer drug called the checkpoint inhibitor. And based on some previous clinical data, we knew that leukine had effects on the lung. And so we started to look at how leukine might be able to help the lungs recover after COVID-19 infection.
0: So we hear a lot in the news about clinical trials for various treatments. So can you talk a little bit about what
1: that is? A clinical trial is a type of research that studies or tests a treatment given to people. And clinical trials are really important because they allow for new medicines to be tested in a controlled way to make sure the drug is safe and that it will actually help people. By controlled, I mean that the drug is tested against either a placebo or another treatment to make sure that the medicine actually provides a benefit to the patient. And once it's found to be safe and beneficial, it might become the new treatment or the new standard of care. In the US, the FDA is the government agency that oversees all the clinical studies that run in this country, and they review the data from these clinical trials, and then they decide which ones are going to be approved for use.
0: So a clinical trial is really an important step between identifying a potential treatment and having an approved medicine that can be used on a large
1: scale. Absolutely. and You need to make sure that you're doing what's called a robust clinical study. A robust clinical trial is really important because you want to make sure that there's no bias and that we are able to evaluate the data in a way that we can truly understand whether the drug is helping people. So, there's a couple of ways that you can design a trial to ensure that there's no bias in the results. So, one of those ways is designing the trial as a randomized trial. That means people who want to join the trial will be assigned, usually by a computer algorithm, to either receive a treatment maybe the research treatment or the control treatment. And this means that the patient or doctor has no say in what treatment they receive, and so there's no selection bias. Another way we can avoid bias is by running what we call blinded clinical studies. And what that means is that the patient and sometimes the doctor doesn't know what the active treatment is. So an example of this is all the patients in the study might receive a white pill that 50% of them will receive a white pill that has an active ingredient, and the other 50% will just receive a placebo. And that's another way that we can reduce bias. So all of these elements go into a clinical study to make it really robust and to make sure that we know that the outcome data is not biased in any way or has been manipulated in any way.
0: Essentially, having subconscious bias is human, but we can prevent that bias from affecting the results if we set up the trial just right.
1: Absolutely. And as scientists, we all hope that we're not going to influence your data, whether that's subconsciously or not. And so having these built-in ways and methods to ensure that there's no selection bias or preference given to any one treatment or the other, these are all really important ways to make the study very robust.
0: You talked about using an existing medication that's already been approved and already is used for other treatments. So, what's the advantage of that compared to making an entirely brand new medication to fight COVID 19?
1: It's a great question. And I think it really just comes down to the amount of time it takes to make a new medicine and also the knowledge around that medicine. So, for COVID 19, you know, there is no treatments right now available that have been approved by the FDA. And so, any new treatment, whether it's using an existing medicine that might be used to treat another condition or making a brand new medicine, they all need to go through clinical trial testing. But there is some advantage to using an existing medicine because there's a lot of information that we already know about those drugs. They've already been tested preclinically, and there's usually a large amount of known human data from other clinical trials. And so generally we know a lot more about these existing medicines because you know how they work, how safe they are, and in what areas they might actually help people. So taking a drug that's already being used to treat another condition has the advantage that you already know this information, so you can now just start your clinical trial much faster than developing a brand new medicine where a lot of that is unknown and requires a lot more testing.
0: And that's really important to have a head start on a treatment for COVID-19 because the pandemic ramped up so quickly that there was a very immediate need for an effective treatment of a disease that didn't exist a year ago.
1: That's right. And that's why we see today there's already, you know, hundreds of clinical trials running, testing drugs. And the majority of these drugs are actually testing existing medicines that are used to treat other conditions that they've all been pivoted to see if they would be useful in treating COVID-19. It'll be a little bit longer before we start seeing the testing of brand new medicines that are very specific to treating COVID-19, but they're coming.
0: So COVID-19 affects the lungs. You're looking at this medication that you said promotes lung repair. Can you talk a little bit about what that exactly looks like inside of
1: the lungs? Sure. GMCSF is a cytokine that regulates many of our immune cells. In the lung, one of the key cells it regulates is called an alveolar macrophage. These lung macrophages are critical in keeping your lungs healthy and free of any pathogens. You can think of them as vacuum cleaners of the lung, making sure that the alveolar sacs remain healthy and sort of clear of debris. So what we know with COVID-19 is the virus enters the lung and attacks these cells and kills them. And these include these alveolar macrophages. And so for many people who get infected, Their immune system actually does a really good job of just clearing out the virus, and they ultimately experience a fairly mild effect. But in others, the virus can really overwhelm the immune system, and the lungs get very severely damaged, they fill up with inflammatory cells and fluid, which ultimately can lead to acute respiratory distress. And that's what we see in many of the patients that end up being hospitalized, they need extra oxygen, and sometimes they end up on ventilators. So one way to try and repair this damage is to restore these alveolar macrophages by giving GM-CSF to promote recovery of these cells. And that way they can start doing their job again, clearing the bacteria and the virus and ultimately reducing that lung inflammation. So we're now testing our drug, leukine in clinical trials to see if it can help patients recover from the effects of COVID-19 faster.
0: So it may not be a cure, but it might still be really important to be able to have patients recover faster and spend less time in the hospital.
1: That's right. So that's our ultimate goal is to try and help patients get better faster and hopefully spend less time in the hospital.
0: And finally, how is working on a COVID-19 treatment different than what you were doing before, just in terms of the overall feel of working on the same very important thing that scientists all across the world are working on?
1: I think what we've seen during this pandemic is, you know, the scientific community really coming together. It's been phenomenal to see not only the amount of data that's coming out sort of on a daily basis, how many clinical trials are running, all the new treatments that people are working on. It's really been a huge scientific community effort across all different areas. And, you know, I think there's been some great sharing of knowledge you know, when you see people come together like this, it's amazing how fast things can happen.
0: Dr. Garner, thanks so much for telling us about your research.
1: Thank you. It's great talking to you today.
0: If you'd like to have one of your questions answered by a visiting expert or a Museum of Science educator, you can email them to sciencequestions@mos.org. If you enjoyed this episode of Pulsar, don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or on Spotify, as well as leaving a rating or review for us. Please visit www.mos.org/science-matters to support MOS at home. That's it for this episode of Pulsar. Join us again soon.